1: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Sebastian Maniscalco.
2: Good to be on the score. I mean, I've been a score guy ever since the 90s listening to you guys. You know, now with the Bears, I don't know what the hell's going on.
3: Afternoons on the score. I just don't get it. I know what I know about Shane Waldron. You know, there's there's nothing about this hire that excites me at all. I mean, I, was there anything about the Seahawks offense that you guys watched a year ago or the last two years where you said to yourself, wow? Look at that scheme. Look at that unbelievable, innovative approach that Shane Waldron took. I mean, his offenses are kind of predictable. They're kind of boring. He doesn't have head coach written on him at all. I mean, he's got – there's about as much personality in this cell phone I'm on than there is in Shane Waldron. So, I don't know. I hate to tell you any
1: differently. I don't look at Shane Waldron and see a future leader of men. So, that was our buddy – Softy Mahler has been doing radio in Seattle for forever, and I remember being because you weren't here, right? I was not here. Right, okay. I was in
4: the Dominican Republic, but I made sure to listen to it, right? Because I love Softy, and I and I remember listening to it and being like, "Man, it's a little short on X's and O's." Like I still have questions, scheme-wise. But what you just heard right there was a point that he kept kind of trying to make and sort of articulate in different ways. I yeah,
1: thought. but he kept saying, like, you know, I just... He's a weird communicator. Not a not a, not a a leader of men. Don't see him as being a head coach. And I it,
4: was like, what does that matter if he's a great offensive coordinator? I'm okay with that, if that's the case.
1: Right, I mean, coach... Listen, I was a little... I think I gave it a little bit more credence than you gave it or that, like, Dan and Lawrence, when we talked about it the next day in transition, gave it, because that was what you guys mostly thought. Not to completely lump them in, but that was mostly the feedback i as you know do like the idea of continuity of offense and would love for this guy to be a potential head coaching candidate and communication matters mark trestman being weird and coaches not being able to relate to players that 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 does matter
4: yeah I, but i don't know did did softy ever say not great communicator in those words
1: he talked about it at he personality no, he, he, yeah he said he was a nice guy but not much personality couldn't see him as being a head coach or a leader in that way.
4: Right. That's not specifics about communicating an
1: offensive system. It isn't. Um, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit to today. And so let's play this if anyone hasn't seen it. Again, great job by CHGO. Uh, Mark Carmen's great friend of mine. We love Adam Hogue, obviously. Support what Greg Braggs has done. He's done unbelievable things. Uh, through just sheer hustle so they got a good bear show and they're out there at radio row and you know I'm sure when they got on that plane to Vegas they weren't thinking we'll talk to Jackson Smith and Jigba about paper towels but it's just like one of the weird opportunities (laughs) that comes out is is that what they were pushing I don't know there were paper towels on the set so I just kind of assumed
5: yeah they were both wearing both of them were wearing matching B letterman jackets for bounty
1: yeah. Oh, I
4: see. So, Bounty had Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, the rookie wide receiver, former Ohio State teammate of Justin
1: Fields. Yes, and someone else. Chris Olave was there. Chris Olave was yeah, there. And oh. he brought
5: wings nope. to the boys. Oh, so, wow. like, so, you talk about a good promotion. like yeah, That'll get you remembered because that, that you know, brought food. Yeah. You know what you need wings. after Wings. Paper towels, it's paper exactly. Towels. These yeah. Bounty. I think they're going to go far in this paper towel industry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So, so, so. Jackson Buy bounty Smith, stock is what you're saying.
1: Jackson Smith and Jig was probably catching like low five figures to show up, do media, and hawk paper towels. And the guys from CHGR are like, oh, we could talk to you about Justin Fields and Shane Waldron. And I'm not sure that Jackson Smith and Jigma, when he sat down with the guys, was anticipating a Shane Waldron question because it went like this. Bears fans are super interested about the offensive coordinator coming in, Shane Waldron. What can you tell them about who they just hired to to uh, try to get this offense where it needs to go? Um. I, uh, oh. this, is, this is live. Yeah, <laughs> we're not live. We're not. I'm live. playing.
4: Uh... Oh no! Uh-huh. This is live. We're 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 not live. After Hmm, that's a
1: long pause. A long pause, and I mean. Like Olave is beaming ear to ear, like he is smiling, like he knows that there's been some spot that JSN has just been put in. Like he is, he is finding the whole thing very, very, very amusing. He, Jackson Smith and Jigba does continue with the answer. Bears fans are super interested about the offensive coordinator coming in, Shane Waldron. What can you tell them about who they just hired to to uh, try to get this offense where it needs to go?
0: Um. I, uh, Oh.
3: This, is, this is live yeah <laughs> we're not live we're not i'm live. playing uh, <laughs> uh, good luck to y'all i mean he, he's a he's a great person great offensive coordinator i was very lucky to have him my first year learned a lot <laughs> from him um i think he's gonna i think him and justin will mesh well and um you know adding more guys around him uh, i think it would be great so we'll see
1: do so, you do you have any advice that you give to justin in that situation considering that you know the coach that's coming in?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's going to love Justin. Um, so, really, just Justin be yourself and, and go make plays for real. <laughs> that's it. Fair enough.
4: Yeah, that's a lot of, like, boilerplate mumbo-jumbo <laughs> nothingness.
1: Oh, he's a really great person. It just sounds like what you say when you divorce somebody. <laughs> like, oh, no, they're a great person. I just wish them the best. So, I've been digging
4: around. And trying to talk to Seattle people, yeah, and learn some stuff. Have you been digging around? Have you gotten well, yeah. any more context? Well, first,
1: first of all, I told Carm that he blew it, <laughs> so I was I was a supportive friend. I was like, "Where's your follow up? What's with H- the long pause H- there?" Ho H- H- hits him with a with a Fields question, mm-hmm. which is reasonable enough. It's reasonable because because he's sitting with guys that played with Fields, obviously. I, yeah, I know, but but I mean the. the they both laugh and acknowledge that, like, yeah, this is live. The awkward part, Carm even gives him, like, the uh oh, like, in there. Where's, where's my follow up on, hey, what's with the 10 second pause yeah. and is this live? And uh, he's a nice guy, I guess. And so, Carm, admitted, you can tell us nobody's listening. Yeah, Carm admitted that, that, that he blew that one, which is was, which was funny. And they talked about it on the show, which is all that you can do. Uh, but that, I think a few things. One. And you blew it. I think they blew it a little bit. But the the, the, the pause and the look told us a lot there. And um, I, uh,
5: well, this, is, uh, this is live.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, they didn't feature him as much as he thought they would. Well, that's a thing. And it's a, it's... as much as they thought they were going to. They drafted him in the first round. Mm. They didn't draft him in the first round to then play a ton of 12 and 13 personnel with extra tight ends out on the field. But as we talked about when you were gone and we were going through all of the personnel groupings that Shane Waldron did, the problem with their offense, why it backslid a bit, was because they had a bunch of injuries on their offensive line. And so when you've got injuries on your offensive line and you put out more tight ends to help with the pass blocking – Who gets taken off the field? The third receiver. So, JSN is a rookie, certainly not ahead of DK Metcalf, not yet ahead of Tyler Lockett, who's been crazy productive since he's been in the NFL. But that wasn't Seattle's plan when they draft. I mean, they used, what, the 15th pick in the draft on him? Yeah. Their plan was to play him. So, I I think that right there you're hearing a rookie who was highly touted who is disgruntled with his playing time. Yeah, I think that is is part of it.
4: That's certainly part of it. Not enough reps, not enough targets, everything like that. But you said you might have jumped the gun on the bad communicator part.
1: Well, and then I heard from somebody that the the behind-the-scenes stories of what's going on there is that he's not the easiest guy to talk to. Shane Shane Waldron. Waldron. He's not the easiest guy to talk to. Little awkward, just maybe not the easiest guy for a 21 year old or a 22 year old to to vibe with. How old's um Caleb Williams? About 22. Yeah. Right. No, I trust me, man. So when I heard that I was like, "Oh, well, that is a problem." Like if he's a great, no, maybe that's going to be Thomas Brown's job. You know? Hey,
4: Thomas Brown is a great communicator. Right. Kerry and, Joseph, the quarterback's coach, seems to be a great communicator.
1: May, maybe that it, maybe Shane Waldron's the brains of the operation and he's like the nerdy brainiac, you know, science kid. And I'm
4: big on the personality mix of of the offensive coaching staff.
1: It's a and, big deal. And then it's going to be up to Brown and Joseph to be a little bit uh, r- relate to Caleb and the young guys a little bit more. Translate what uh-huh. their offensive coordinator is saying sure. into relatability a little bit more. But when I heard that from someone, he's like, "the the issue seems to be that Shane Waldron's a little bit of a nerd."
4: Okay, so if you're a self aware nerd and you rise to an offensive coordinator level and you surround yourself with good communicators and like softer personalities that's great that can work with that can work very well so i'm not going to freak out about that because of the other personalities we just referenced for instance uh, you know if you ask seattle media people and i did some of that today as well about the dynamic and everything one of the things i was told was that the guy who really deserves credit for geno smith is dave Canales who was the quarterback coach there and is now the head coach in Carolina. He was the quarterback coach the entire year with Waldron, and that's another thing that Softy pushed back on. I don't know that Shane Waldron deserves any right. credit for that. It was more Pete Carroll. I'm told that it was some Carroll and a lot of the quarterback's coach, Dave Canales.
3: The most handsome man in the NFL. It's a
4: damn handsome man.
3: Disgusting. Shane, are you aware of
4: the book that he wrote with his wife? Yes. About his past misdeeds? Yeah,
3: Fifty Shades of Grey, I think. <laughs>
4: I don't think that's the book but you can see it from there it's pretty interesting but Uh, but anyway interesting
1: is one word for it yeah well poor uh, bastard yeah
4: but but you know so 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 look so that's interesting from the personality perspective is is very interesting to me and you can have that mix to get along with a young quarterback and other young players here's the other thing that i was told today just to put it all out there in the soup yeah right yeah i was told that shane waldron really good play designer Really good game plan maker, really bad in-game play caller, or so it seemed. But the dynamic is Pete Carroll, the very strong head coach who likes to run the ball. Yeah,
1: that's what the people in Seattle were trying to figure out. Was it was was Pete Carroll, old-school conservative, run-the-ball, play-defense guy, holding back Shane Waldron from passing on first down, being a little bit more creative, that sort of thing.
4: At the very least, creating a conflict of interest and a conflict of game plan, conflict of in-game philosophy. Because remember, the first year was with Russell Wilson. And we all know about Let Russ Cook and the entire dynamic between Carol and uh, and Russ. I I was told that Waldron was brought in to help mollify Russell Wilson in year one. And then after that, the dynamic is you know that's a big, powerful Hall of Fame bound NFL head coach overseeing a first time offensive coordinator. So theoretically, dude, unencumbered with a little more power without Pete, uh, could be uh, could be a different kind of in game play caller.
3: Danny, I'm kind of surprised that your good buddy Carm didn't tell you who they talked to about Waldron after. J.S.N. and Chris Olave because they were able to ask another guy that knows the situation pretty well the same question.
1: Bears fans are super interested about the offensive coordinator coming in Shane Waldron. What can you tell them about who they just hired to to uh, try to get this offense where it needs to go? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think about it. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird to like re- go into like a reflective oh mind state right now.
3: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, depend. Uh, yeah, uh hmm. yes. <laughs> Nico Horner had a lot of thoughts about Shane that, It that was
1: about the same level of pause and filibustering as Nico Horner gave us. You're right, that's exactly right. I mean, people are like Parkins, Waldron's your guy. Waldron's your guy. Yeah, I like the pedigree of him. I've never met the man. You know, yeah. that's the stuff with all of this. I can just watch the NFL, read about these guys. I don't get to sit in a room with them for five hours and interview them.
4: This is why we do the research and try to talk to people and try to learn some stuff. I think everything that we're saying, you know, all the info that we're getting and the input that we're getting makes sense. It it doesn't mean that it's going to be a crap-ass offensive year or that there's a crap-ass communication setup
1: waiting to happen. No, I, I think, you know... I'd want to know what D.K. Metcalf thinks. I'd want to know what Tyler Lockett thinks. I'd want to know what Geno Smith thinks.
4: And, and, and they might not tell you everything about the dynamic with Pete Carroll and Shane Waldron and who was calling what.
1: A hundred percent. But I'm just saying, like, Jackson Smith and Jigba is a rookie. He did not get as much playing time as he expected. And... Shane Waldron also could be a little maybe nerdy and weird and an awkward communicator. Like There could be a lot of truths in here. Yeah. I will say now in conjunction with, I mean, because Softy Mahler saying it after a couple of interviews, that didn't really mean anything to me, if I'm being totally candid with you, in terms of pumping the brakes on, hey, maybe head coach and waiting. Jackson Smith and Jigba and Softy Mahler talking about it and then doing some digging on the, the communicating part of it to the players. Yeah. Maybe he's not. Head coach material. It's possible in that, in that way. Like I, I have to at least be open to that as a, as a possibility.
4: They do have a guy on staff who is though. Thomas Brown, yeah, was the assistant head coach under Sean McVay. McVay believes he is one hundred percent head coaching material. Gave him a tight ends coach job towards the end, along with assistant head coach, because he believes the tight end coach position really helps prepare you for life as an OC. So like, and Thomas Brown being here. And as requested by Shane Waldron is a really good thing. Like, if we get further in the year and that scenario is presenting itself, the flu's out, but you can't mess up what you have, I wouldn't be surprised if Thomas Brown is a potential head coach and Shane Waldron stays the OC. You
1: mean promote quarterback coach over.
4: Passing game coordinator.
1: Yeah, 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 right, right, Who's a former OC. Passing game coordinator over offensive coordinator. I'd be looking for precedent. Yeah, I I think that actually would be a never has happened before. Might
4: be, but they're friends and colleagues, so it might be it might be something that's already there in in the bloodstream and in the mindset.
1: Yeah, no, I mean you're right,
4: and and even even if it's if it's Thomas Brown they love, then you know, and it's no Waldron, you could you know promote Carrie Joseph, you know, or find somebody else along that. That, you know, that McVeigh tree, there's a million of them with Thomas Brown as as the head coach.
1: It's a hell of a moment, though, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think it's – I'm not trying to be sensationalistic or anything like that. It, it It's a young kid, and it's one opinion, and it's a co- – but that of, like, good luck with that, the pause, is this live – there's a ton there that he didn't say. Yeah, for, for sure. You and know, there's a, just, there is There is something there that at least one high-profile player had an issue with the Bears' new offensive coordinator. Which, may, hey, all no coach is going to be 100% popular. Amen. You know, but they, they, they found one who doesn't like him that much.
4: It's, you started out the segment with exactly what it is, which is the rare fortunate happenstance of Radio Row. Dudes are there to talk about paper towels and shoot the bleep about football. And all of a sudden, he's asked about a coach who didn't use him the way that he wanted to, who's now out the door and on his way to work with his good friend. Yeah. And he's like, good luck with that.
5: And also, the little part in there where we were about Justin, he says, go ball out as if, like,
1: you'll have as, to overcome it. And Just as, make plays. That's yeah, all you can do. above
5: the abilities of your play caller, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. I definitely don't feel Better about Shane Waldron today than I did yesterday. Texter
4: says we bearsed it up again, didn't we?
1: See, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because, again, they had limitations on who they could hire because they kept Eberflus. We talked about this. This is why I didn't want him to keep your enthusiasm. You know what I mean? I, but like, You want to dampen
4: my enthusiasm. I do. You don't like that I'm enthusiastic. Oh, uh, well.
1: I just disagree with it. Yeah. But you know, I, but I think that that, that is a huge part of this story that like the bears, I think did as well as they could have done given the circumstances of what they were hiring for. And if head coach would have been open, they would have been able to maybe do a little bit better.
4: Seems like you guys just don't want to admit that Shane Waldron is most likely the next Bears O.C. dud, says a texter. That's how this segment sounds to me.
1: Well, um, yeah, I mean, because that's... It's early, man. We it's, 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 what, it's one rookie wide receiver who didn't play as much as he thought. I mean, but it, it's, it's obviously a thing in the negative column.
4: I, and when you say most likely the next Bears O.C. dud, that is the easy cynicism that defines sports fandom sometimes and i fight against that even if you might be
1: right okay well and if caleb williams is awesome he will overcome shane waldron yeah honestly he will he, shane waldron could be just fine he <laughs> could be <laughs> I, absolutely just fine honestly we might think he's great if i mean if the pair if the talent are on the offense is really good if Ryan Poles picks a generational quarterback Amen. and a stud wide receiver and signs a veteran center, yeah, um, I, I, you know, good luck my, with that. I, I was, I'm sure there's
4: some Seahawks fans that were wanting to see what Shane Waldron can do without Pete Carroll, like you know th- this year, like without Pete Carroll hovering over him. I, I hope that Shane Waldron feels like finally I get to do my thing. Yeah, and now let's see it as fused with the talent that you have,
1: please, and the. Uh, the QB Collective tie-in to Caleb? Yeah. He just worked at the same place that trains Caleb. I, we haven't yet seen that, like, Caleb knows and digs Shane Waldron. No, we, we don't know that. You know, we, have not, we have not seen that come out. We just know that they've both been at the same place before, <laughs> maybe not at the same time. I
4: believe. That's all we know. My sources are telling me that Shane Waldron once ate at an Aurelio's pizza oh. along with Caleb Williams.
1: That sounds completely made up. Yeah,
4: it's made up because it's a local. I should have gone yeah, yeah, to something yeah, national. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl's Jr. Yeah, while now, he was in L.A.
1: Now you're going to get clipped from someone watching on YouTube.
5: They're going to kill him. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. shouldn't kill Speeds. Don't kill him. You think I agree.
4: Strong. That's not clip worthy. <laughs> I agree.
5: Gustavo
3: Vega is going to do it. He'll put it out there.
1: Yeah. Mm. All right. The internet never would take anything. He's, out the, clip of context. King, sorry. he's sorry. the clip king. Sorry, oh, he's the clip king. Don't meet me, so. him. No, me, no, mean, it, it made a decent. He only
3: stuff. shows shares videos of Layla now.
1: Uh,
4: good luck to y'all. <laughs> good luck to y'all.
1: Yeah. Thanks, taxers. Yeah, Waldron was on top of Danny's list. Should have known there were issues. Yeah, I know. Did he make the list? By the way, did the, he? You, you don't want to know the list. I don't. <laughs> no, the list is does not reflect very well on me though. So Victor Wembanyama. Having a hell of a having a hell of a year. Uh, good luck to y'all. Thank you. It's Parkinson and Spiegel on the score.
4: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. And then I met Buck. Hello, Chicago. Afternoons on the score.
5: That is a disgusting act by
1: Randy Moss. You know, I'm not I'm not too proud to admit that I've got some uh, some FOMO here. I'm jealous. That a lot of our colleagues and friends are out in Vegas with Derek Stevens at Circa. Yeah, I saw Radio some people. Row.
4: Saw some people doing like a Circa party. I saw, uh, you know, Mad Dog Russo doing a dinner. I believe it was at Circa. Was there? Was dinner. that Barry's? Was that
1: a Barry's dinner I, I think for so. the Mad Dog Channel? Yeah, yeah, I saw that picture going around. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, no, I'm a little jealous. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to lie, I'd like to be there. Be there. Uh, it's and, a, it's and, a sin,
4: isn't it? Is that is that is it one of the Ten Commandments? Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's radio road
1: trip. I think, I think so. At least for my religion, it's top fifteen. It's definitely, definitely, I. But I, you know, I'm not too proud to admit it. And so, the, and, and because I think we would do a good job. The Bears are the the biggest story there, other than the Super Bowl. I think we would do, we would have done a good job. Uh, we, I think a lot more things would happen. Now,
4: uh, you know, on this show, if if we were there, although things are happening still this week. Of course. Of course they are. Roy Wood Jr. yesterday. Bill Fickner. Yeah. Cohen
1: today. A lot of things happening. Playing categories shortly. Can't wait. Uh... And we just saw evidence with that Jackson Smith and Jigga thing of like, oh, that's a piece of content that was good, that was useful, that we'll reference back, we'll at least be thinking about. It contributes to the conversation uh, that only happens because some local people were at Radio Row. Again, good job by CHGL. Just
4: want to put a pin in this idea. Um, worst and best Radio Row moments. Let's you and I get back to that at some point.
1: Definitely. If not Sunday at Benchmark. Oh, when there we go. When we're there with with Circa, because everybody there has done some form of fashion. Absolutely. Of it. Uh, so... That's the good. And then there's this from our good friends, Boomer Assayasin and Greg Gian- Giannotti on WFAN, one of the best morning shows uh, in radio. They, uh, Gio is a diehard Minnesota Vikings fan. He just grew up a group of Vikings fan, Randy Moss, favorite player. They're in Vegas, he's with Boomer Assayasin. And, uh, you know, they booked Randy Moss, or so they thought.
4: I forget what Emmett Smith was pumping, but uh, everybody's got something. Oh. And that's why I'm actually happy we are not uh, at Radio Row. What is Randy Moss promoting, by the way, Al? Do
2: you, do you know? It's something having to do with horse racing. Really? He's very into horse racing. Are you sure this is the right, this, the.
1: Yeah. Not this, this is other Randy, Randy Moss, the wide receiver, not is Randy. Is there another Randy yes.
5: Moss? Is it? Uh-oh. <clears throat> There's an announcer, Randy Moss. Who is into horse who racing. Who is into horse racing. Please tell
2: me that's fake. I, that no. That would no. be
5: so
4: awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
2: Oh, no, no. He said, I saw in the request that Randy would like to talk about, but blah, blah, blah. also anything NFL related, I'm going to double check that. Or
5: well, maybe the Randy Boss, who is the sports announcer, the horse racing announcer. He also, he used to work for the NFL Network.
4: Yeah. Come on. I swear to God. Yes.
5: How's that possible? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, is gross.
4: Jesus. This is horrible. It's... This is what
5: Mark Chernoff's talking about. <laughs> you know, you lazy
4: ass. This is, I You're mean, not I... following, doing any follow through. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because we have a great setup and everything is great, but I can't catch a break when it comes to some of this stuff, right? Like, leap is in New York when we're out here. I think we're getting Randy Moss. We're getting the
2: white Randy Moss. <laughs> 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 I mean, come on! Okay. Just wanted to check to see if you would be interested in current NBC Sports broadcaster and former NFL Network broadcaster... <laughs> And reporter. That's right. That's You
1: fucked
3: the white Randy You
5: fucked oh the god. wrong one,
3: you idiots. First of all, and I was thinking all. like
5: I was thinking like there's no way Randy Moss is coming here.
2: No wonder <laughs> they were so excited too. The the person was like, Oh no, he will definitely be there. Oh my uh, god. It, in all fairness, this person has got to say, just to be clear. This is not take the top off the defense, Randy Moss. Look, I, oh, this I is way, embarrassing. By
1: the way, I do like the broadcaster, Randy Moss. He's a very nice yes. guy. He loves horse racing. Yes. We love horse no, racing with not, Lee Einsteiler.
5: But I can't wait to have hear you call them back and say, you know, we're going to have to cancel
2: no, it. No, 100%. I'll have no problem because I'll say this is very misleading. And, you, and, and you, you can't say <laughs> NFL Network, talk about NFL, NFL, and then you're rolling out a horse racing Randy Moss. <laughs> That's so fugazi. <laughs> I
1: mean, classic oh 10 God. out of 10 no notes. That's phenomenal. <laughs> you, white <clears throat> Randy Moss.
4: Uh-huh. The National Thoroughbred Racing Association announced that NBC sports analyst Randy Moss will be on Super Bowl's Radio Row to talk racing, Feb 6 to Feb 8. I'm looking at the press release here.
1: I mean, Shane, can you... uh... Did you relate with Al Dukes I mean y- Yeah, and- the, the closest
3: I've come, um, and I was t- breaking this down for Ryan yesterday, is when Ranji's show in St. Louis during the last dance in COVID wanted to talk to Bill Wennington. And I was a little drunk that night. It was like a Friday when Ranji asked me for the number, and I accidentally sent him Will Perdue's number. And then they were talking to Will Purdue, thinking they were talking to Bill Wennington. ESPN's Michael Burris. Jordan
4: documentary, The Last Dance, debuts Sunday night at 8 o'clock St. Louis time on ESPN. And Will Wennington played with Amazing. Michael for the last three of those championship seasons and joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Will, thanks so much for taking some time with us. I know that, man, these must be busy times for you. How you doing?
5: I'm doing well. I mean, it's you know we're all excited and hoping and looking forward to this uh, you know last dance documentary because we're all asking ourselves what actually happened that we didn't even know about, even though we were there.
1: Will Purdue is such a nice guy. You know, Will Wennington. Will Will Wennington. (laughs) Will Wennington. Will Weddington. Uh,
4: Luke Buddha Edwards is joining us. Will
1: Weddington played with Michael for the
4: last three of those championship seasons. (laughs) Joe Klein Cartwright
1: (laughs) is here. Oh my God, I forgot that happened.
4: Yeah, it's pretty good. Bison Dele is uh, here on the phone, but no, you could for that sure be relate, it,
3: like especially in a time like this where you know we have different re- resources to find phone numbers. Sometimes the phone number could be for someone else, but that person, if they want to mess with you, could like say, "Yeah, that's definitely me." Yeah, and then like you put that person on, and it's not them. That's never happened to me. But it's something that could happen in this era. Oh, yeah.
4: absolutely.
3: Yeah, not back in the in the old days where all you had to do was call the Ramada and ask for <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan, and then they just put him on.
4: That's not how, That's right. how it That's how Jesse did it. I was there. I was sitting in the okay. back of the room, and I heard Jesse. He knew some aliases. He knew that Steve Kerr went by Ned Ryerson, and yeah. he would call the hotel and say, can I talk to Ned Ryerson? And then it, you got to know those things. Got to learn those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. Uh, you're joining us now with the Brown and croupin celebrity line. I looked up what Brown and croupin is. It's a law firm in St. Louis. I'm sure they're very happy with the extra. How mentions.
1: how often do you think Randy Moss, white Randy Moss, disappoints people? <laughs> it's got to be all the time. I know. Yep, I I know of the other much cooler Randy Moss. Yes, I'm familiar.
5: It
4: happened again.
5: How about the white Randy Moss's publicist there for NFL Network? If I'm the white Randy Moss, I'm like, no, I don't that's all right. I, I got am like I gotta put myself out there. I get it, but you don't have to sell people on me. Yeah, yeah. Don't blur the lines <laughs> yeah. with my NFL bona fides here. Come on now.
4: But he does have NFL bona fides. <laughs> he, that, he does he obviously yeah, likes the NFL.
1: I, I know. Boomer likes him. I <laughs> so he must know there. what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Boomer. That's true. That's true. Oh, that is just tremendous! Uh, all right, so you have uh, regained the hosting role here for categories. I'm very excited. All right. Shane's probably going to win. I've got
4: four categories. That's not how the game is played. I should only use three, right? Well, you can do whatever you want. I okay. suppose. <laughs> There's always something with this game. What Let's, are they?
3: We'll yeah, tell you which ones are good. Good, uh, good yeah, question. I
4: almost ran it by you. Good as a question.
3: It's Parkinson's and Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson's and Spiegel show.
4: And here's the controversy. Listen, we love fun, right? Afternoons on the score. So I
5: think it's time to play the game. We're playing the game. <laughs> well, yes. We're playing the game. Do we have to play the game? (laughs) What's the game?
1: (laughs) The game is categories. Speegs asks the questions. We go around on each category, naming as many from the category as we can. You play along. Hopefully someone wins two of the three categories. Last person standing wins the game.
4: That's exactly how it goes, Danny. Extremely well articulated. Thank you. And I am thrilled to uh come back and host. I uh, have good luck to y'all. <laughs> all of you from Jackson Smith and Jigba. I don't know if you guys know, but the Bears have the number one overall pick, and if they keep it, they're overwhelmingly likely to take a quarterback. Did you know that 35 quarterbacks have been drafted number one overall? Thirty-five of them. I happen to have the list of all thirty-five right here in front of me quarterbacks taken number one overall Chris Tannehill you go first sir Cam Newton Cam Newton is correct in 2011 David Carr David Carr is correct in 2002 Bryce Young is correct in 2023 Bryce Young Troy Aikman Troy Aikman 1989, number one overall.
3: Good friend of the show, Terry Bradshaw.
4: Terry Bradshaw, 1970, number one overall.
1: Trevor Lawrence.
4: Trevor Lawrence, 2021, number one overall.
5: Jeff George. Jeff
4: George. Oh, yes, he was. 1990 to the Indianapolis Colts. John Elway. John Elway, 1983 to the Colts, but ended up... Obviously, somewhere else. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, twenty twenty, went number one overall. Chris Tannehill
5: was uh, Demarcus Russell uh, number one. Marcus yep. Russell. Ja-Marcus. Sorry, yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, We will give it to you. Two thousand seven to the Raiders. Yes, sir.
5: I'm running out.
3: Um, Peyton. Peyton Manning. Manning. Manning.
4: Nineteen ninety-eight. <laughs> the Manning family. <laughs> 1998 to the Colts Absolutely
1: Shane Eli
4: Manning Eli Manning 2004 to the New York Giants Number one overall How about Jim Everett Boy that's a fun name
3: Chris (laughs) Don't (laughs) call me Chris
4: Jim Everett Not number one overall Tanny is out Mike Vick, Mike Vick, two thousand one, number one overall. Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, two thousand twelve, number one overall.
3: Shane, I'm out. There are plenty more. Yeah, I, I know. Take, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> we shot. haven't hit thirty-seven yet.
4: Let's take a shot.
3: Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm not just going to say a name.
4: All right, Danny, give me one more. Uh, Tim Couch. Tim Couch is correct in 1999.
3: <laughs> there you go. Uh, Baker Mayfield.
4: Baker Mayfield is correct in out. 2018. Dang. Yeah, do you want to show off by giving any more, uh, Danny? Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer is correct. There's uh, also Drew Bledsoe. I forgot he was number one overall. Vinny Testaverde. Steve Way Bart. To go, Danny. Steve Bartkowski. <laughs> Jim Plunkett, Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, Kyler Murray, Alex Smith, Matt Stafford, Sam Bradford. Anyway, good show. Oh, I had it's- Kyler on my list. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't
3: say it. <laughs> Today's the first day I'm hearing the name Steve Barkowski, by the way. What happened to that fellow? <laughs> Bart- Barkowski? He was really good for the Falcons okay. for a long time. I'm, with, I'm with a, take your word
4: for with it. With William Andrews as a running back. Right. No, he is either. Onward. More football. It's Super Bowl week. So the announcement will come tomorrow. We'll see. Of the 15 finalists for the NFL Hall of Fame, there are three with Bears ties. We'll see what happens. Right now, I'm looking at the 35 players that played for the Bears who are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Bears, Hall of Famers, or players that played for the Bears known for another team. Shane, you get to go first.
1: Walter Payton.
4: Walter Payton is, of course, correct. Danny.
1: Mike Ditka.
4: Mike Ditka is correct.
1: Brian Erlacher.
4: Brian Erlacher is correct. Richard Dent. Richard Dent is correct. Hall of Famer. Sack Machine. <laughs> the sack man. Sack <laughs> Machine. Danny. Oh, wait. Who said yeah, Dent? Uh, I
5: did. Yeah, I it's, did. My yeah. it's my
4: sir.
1: It's my
5: turn. Yeah,
4: Danny. Uh, Gail Sayers. Gail Sayers is correct. Tanny.
5: Dan Hampton.
4: Dan Hampton is correct. Hall of
3: Famer is Sid Luckman in the Hall of Fame? He sure is. Shane, Reardon. good. One of, he was the good quarterback, yeah, right? Yeah, he was the good Jewish one. Absolutely. <laughs> was there a good Catholic one?
4: No. <laughs> not, not as he far defined, as define
5: like the criteria. Like for I, Jewish,
0: it means yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah,
5: circumcised chosen people. So like this is anyone in the Hall of Fame who played for the Bears at any point? At, at, at any point, that oh, is correct. Okay. All right. That is correct.
4: <laughs> Uh, Singletary? Mike Singletary. He played for the Bears at one point. He did. He's in the Hall of Fame.
5: Yeah. Okay. Chris Tannehill. Uh, Orlando Pace.
4: Is there absolutely we correct. Yep,
1: that was, that was, well
4: done, <laughs> sir. Yep, nice. Well done.
1: Nice. Hundred percent. Nice. Shane. Did we say Ditka already? I said Ditka. We
4: did say Ditka.
3: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't. This is not my specialty at all. Hmm. I uh, I don't know. I don't care.
1: That's <laughs> 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 what I meant to say. That's a fair answer. That's,
4: okay? fine. that's that, fine. Doesn't look good for Shane in this category. He's out. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to you, Danny Parkins.
1: Yeah, George Hallis.
4: George Hallis. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer. Chris Tannehill. Sorry, did anyone say Butkus yet? No, sir. Oh, my God, of course. Dick Butkus, rest in peace, is a Hall of Famer. Danny, what's your favorite Halloween
1: <laughs> What's your favorite Bears Hall of Who's Famer? Who's your
4: favorite Bears Hall of Famer? A lot of the obvious ones are gone.
1: Yeah, this is getting, this is tricky.
4: Yes, it is.
1: Uh, I don't have a good guess. I'm 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 trying to think of a guy who's on the Bears who is (laughs) great. That's a good start. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very good start. That's one of the Hall of Fame (laughs) criteria. For another another team. I look that, Uh, just
3: give up.
1: Yeah, I'm up. I, I give
4: up. Tanny, you got
5: one? Jimbo Covert, Jimbo friend of the Bo- show. Jimbo is
3: correct. We
4: also would have accepted Doug Atkins, George Bland. Bronco Nagurski in there? Bronco Nagurski. How about Red Grange? I bought him. Bill the George. And Alan Page is one I forgot played for the Bears. Wow. All right. Viking. So anyway, Good pull. So Tanny's got one, and Danny, you've got one. That's right. Our third and final category. I'm going to leave the fourth one on the cutting room floor. Okay. Super Bowl, lots of commercials. Commercials are important in the Super Bowl. People like those. I'm looking right now at which companies have purchased the most Super Bowl commercials from 1967 through 2023. Which companies have purchased the most Super Bowl commercials in the entire history of the Super Bowl? What's the first year again? I'm sorry. 1967.
1: All right. Anhi- Anheuser-Busch
4: is number one with 142 commercials. Tanny. Uh, Chevy. Chevrolet is number nine with 37 commercials. Pepsi is number two with 97 commercials.
1: Coca-Cola
4: is number five with 51 commercials.
5: How about Tide? Oh boy! Wow. Um,
4: that interesting is interesting guess. Interesting guess. I'm it's looking seven. for Tide. I don't have Tide. I'm sorry. You have to eat a Tide pod since already, you have lost. I already
5: did it. I do it at four o'clock every day. You guys know that.
4: <laughs> there is no Tide. Miller. Miller. Yeah. Miller
1: you, Coors. Right. Has to be on there. Yeah.
4: Miller. Absolutely. Um, number fourteen. Number fourteen with thirty. Miller. Ford Ford number 4 with 52 commercials Volkswagen Volkswagen looking looking look. yes number Whoa. 17 with 27 commercials nicely done
3: <laughs> Mastercard
4: Mastercard I'm looking it's a fine guess but do, uh, uh, no Mastercard. Oh wow! All right,
5: that job. Bring us home, Shane. That way, everyone's a winner, including the listener.
3: All uh, right, uh, another car, Honda. Honda. Uh. Honda. Yes,
4: number 14 with 30 commercials. Okay. Shane wins it. McDonald's was number three.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. They advertised.
4: Toyota, Dodge, Doritos, is FedEx. E-Trade on there? Uh, I don't see. Or is that just more there. recent? I uh, think it's more recent. Okay. Gillette, Michelob, um, IBM. Yeah, oh, no. E-Trade is on here. Number 18. You would have had it. E-Trade. Go Daddy. Uh, Chrys- Chrysler. American Express. American Express. Yeah, Fredrick it would have be been a hard. good one. Cadillac. Goodyear. Pizza Hut. Visa. Master Lock. Master Lock? Master Lock. Like the padlocks?
3: <laughs> we, yes. we had to cut one off Tanny's locker the other day. <laughs> Nissan, Radio Shack. That's hilarious.
5: Chicago window guys up there, too, <laughs> I see on the list.
4: AT&T, Pontiac, and United Way round out the top 30 most purchased commercials from companies.
1: Everybody's a winner. Planet categories. Done. There's a report on what the Bulls are likely to do tomorrow, and it's probably not going to surprise you. Parkinson Spiegel on the score.